The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Roar and Peacock Youth Podcast, episode number five. This week, coming up on the show, we've got the match review from the Sunderland 2 victory. We've got a match preview of the Leeds' upcoming victory against Middlesbrough's under-23s. And we're going to focus this week on our star striker, or one of the star strikers in the Youth Academy, Joe Gelhart. Joining me, as always, is Cookie. Hello. And Rob. Evening all. Let's crack straight on, boys. We beat Sunderland 2-0. It, it was a game that... It should have been more than 2-0, shouldn't it? Because we absolutely dominated them. Yeah, definitely should have been more than 2-0. Sunderland, not the strongest team in that league, would obviously beat them 3-0 in the reverse fixture because it's obviously where Greenwood's originally come from and he got a hat-trick last time. Um, They they don't have much quality um, and they had a trialist playing as well. But I think it's the the age-old saying, isn't it, of you can only beat what's in front of you. Um, We were defensively professional. We've probably missed some good chances. I mean... We've got the man we're featuring this week in Mr. Gelhart, and he should have easily had two, maybe even three goals, although two of them he definitely created for himself with good yeah. mazy runs. But yeah, I think I think we deserved um to win by a bit more, but we won and it's great to see, still smashing it at top at league, I think away. Tell me if I'm wrong, Ross, you normally know this with nine points clear at the top. Uh we, yes, are, we are, yes. Nine yes. Points, yeah. It oh, was closing, but Villa have drawn this evening. So they were gonna close on us, but yeah, they finished four all <laughs> they drew with Crystal Palace. I like laughing at Villa. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Uh, so, yeah, they finished for all. Um, Rob, impressive performance there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, mate. Yeah, I think, again, the stats speak for themselves. 70% possession, we we dominated. I think to, to beat a team that pretty much played a 1-9-1 formation yeah. uh, the whole game, um, because they, they couldn't get a, a foot in. I think pass completion, again, we tripled, I think, 600-plus completed passes at 80% accuracy. It's, it's just outstanding the work the work ethic i think what went in our favor um in the first half was was the the, the same things we've we've waxed lyrical about for the previous weeks it was hard work it was not afraid to put a foot in when needed to mm-hmm. as in to get a stiff challenge although mm-hmm. sunderland uh, didn't produce that much um obviously the first 11 players you know linked well again the man we spoke about last week drama had a brilliant first 10 minutes he was everywhere um, yeah, and i just yeah. thought we dominated it and controlled it against the team that came, obviously, again, with a not that much quality, no offence to those players, um, and set up for a, a draw or even to minimise losses before they'd even begun. I think they understood yeah. the task that was in front of them. Um, I'd say the tactical changes that needed to be made, i.e., obviously, giving some of the first 11 a bit of a run out and, and we had to make that sub. Greenwood came on 30 minutes in, didn't he, for, for Roberts? Um, yeah, that must have been pre-planned, was it? Because yeah, it was. It was tactical, surely. Played, I think it was uh, to give him 30 minutes to play because he might be needed off the bench midweek, which he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he did come on. Um, mm. So I think with that happening, what changed the complexity of what I think would have been probably a bigger win, maybe three or four or five we would have put past them, is uh, we played the last 30 minutes with 10 men because Pavetta went off with the injury. And we've yeah. used all the subs. So obviously you drop down to ten men and we still created chances. Don't get me wrong, we still they still I think we would have we still comfortably won the game like we did, but I think we would have scored more had we not dropped down to ten for the last thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean it yeah, set it definitely. up perfectly for who we're talking about this week in that Joe Gellart must have done at least three or four mazy runs where they obviously made a really good run to get knocked over for the penalty that created mm-hmm. the first goal. 
He came inside on his left foot at least three runs, one in the sorry, two in the first half, I think one in the second, yeah. where he really deserved a better, a better finish. All of his finishes were close, and there were some good saves as well. Um, and then what stood out to me, right? Are Sunderland really slow, or is <laughs> or is Jamie Shack just an absolute <laughs> machine? Like he went past that that break for the second goal. He looked like he was like the road runner. Like he was going that fast. Meet me. Yeah, and then the pullback. And I know that we've we've obviously just had um, Joe Urquhart on to get his views. So tune in later when we um, put that episode up. Um, yeah. But it was really interesting to me. He was talking about Niall Huggins finishing and maybe that's where he needs to develop. And obviously great to see that he scored last week because he's mm. top of our poll at the moment to talk about next week. Um, so let us know who you want us to talk about, guys, in the comments if you drop any. Um, but it'd be really interesting um, to see if he can keep up that form because he, he looks really, really impressive. Yeah, he played central midfield um, in the in the week. But yeah, he's played left back before. He's been playing left wing. It's yeah. that versatility. He's another Stuart Dallas, but a Welsh version. <laughs> just collecting them from all around the all around the aisles, as opposed to As one from Leeds. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, he'll <laughs> soon be from Leeds when he graduates <laughs> to BT Sport. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was impressive the... second half, and we spoke about it, the, the, the ability to grind out a result, because what turned yeah. out to be comfortable and what should have been comfortable even more, that the psychology of that I always wonder about. You know, you drop down to 10, and it's not through a sending off, it's not through conduct issues, you know, mm. it's injuries, your subs have been used. Tactically, we didn't change shape that much. You know, of course, there were some adjustments made because, you know, the way Paveda was dropping in. But like you say, the speed for the second goal, the versatility of movement, the fitness levels, again, we spoke about them to keep that that pressure of that attacking pressure in the second half um, and yeah. also remain defensively solid at the back. Another front to back, all 11 plus the subs that came on, solid performance from the under 23s. Yeah. Yeah. My only issue is Casilla starting. Just play Capril. doesn't matter. Casilla doesn't need game time. Agreed. <laughs> the, in, the interesting thing was that when you think about the one performance that stood out as seemed like someone who lacked confidence without going into too much detail and having an agenda against him, was Helder Costa's obviously been dropped down to the under-23s to get some minutes to try and build that confidence. Mm. He hit the post with actually quite good um, brought yeah. inside on his left foot, curled it round at the post, good effort. Um, but then he had this attempt on goal that was like, what, five yards out? Should have been an easy finish, completely. Just with the ball over from the left, and he yeah. was clean yeah. in. I don't know how he missed that. No, and he just sometimes it just looks like he's completely lost himself. Like from where he was at the start of the season, where he thought, "Bloody hell, we're in the Premier yeah. League, and we've seen exactly what Costa's about." This yeah, is where he gets a bit Fulham. more space. Yeah, and he's just he's clearly. We talked about it on the other pod, I think, in the the match review when he'd come on against Leicester, mm. um, and it looked like he was lacking confidence there, and something's not working for him and to stand out in the under 23s as the mm. probably player that didn't do very well um is quite bad when you're one of the meant to be one of the first teams. that's what i was just about to say it's it's a testament to the younger lads that yeah. they made him look like that was his moment in terms of not the only moment he's going to get this season but that was a moment for him to say no i am a level above this and i am first team level and yeah. the sunderland you know squad like I say did like quality he could have really shone there like finishing that chance that he missed um, cutting in from the inside he made a few good runs but the he didn't look levels above the rest of our oh. first 11 in Similar fact like Crawley. you just said Cookie he looked one of the average to middling players on yeah. the pitch and we had we had younger players that looked hungrier and looked more composed and that could be down to his confidence um, and also 
again the continued quality and development of the younger lads that we've got on the pitch. He's a fifteen million pound signing. He should be standing out against a, what is exactly. essentially an under eighteen's kid that team that Sunderland played. Um, yeah, well, let's mention Joe Gohart. He is our private profile this week. He did stand out in a, in this team. Like uh, Kiki said, there's a couple of times he grabbed the ball from the right wing and he was just dancing through the penalty box and he was just so unlucky not to score. Um, but yeah, he was absolutely everywhere. He's been a, a revelation really since we signed him, hasn't he? We, he knew he was good. He came with a big reputation, but he's definitely lived up to it already. Yeah, why super, did why did Roberts super. take the pen off him? Do we know? Because he's the first team and he's the boss. I, know, I thought that was like, I'm a, I'm a year 11, you're a year 7. You know, yeah. I, mean, I didn't but, know. I thought that was a bit cruel on him. I thought he should have had the opportunity to put that away because it wasn't like we weren't going to get more chances. Do you know, do you know honestly, yeah. I can understand it a little bit because Gellart's not struggling. For, I know he's only just come back into the team. And again, we can talk about, and I will do in the profile, about how we, we don't really know why he was out of the team for a bit. Um, but Roberts needs confidence of goals to perform mm. in the first team, yeah. so I think that's probably why. Um, and maybe he knew he was confidence. only getting 30 minutes. He probably thought, yeah. I know yeah. I'm only on for 30. Greenwood's going to replace me, <laughs> get a goal. and yeah. But yeah. it was interesting, the dynamic. It looked a bit, you know, they, they, it wasn't done in any malice. When he scored, he kind of went over to him as if to say, oh, that's why I took it off your part. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Bigger you do boy. it, son. That's how you do it. <laughs> Ball at his feet, it just sticks to it like glue, doesn't it? He glides through the pitch, and yeah. for for a lad who's so like stocky and short and doesn't look, mm. he doesn't, he doesn't, he almost, it's like, and I know he gets compared to Rooney a lot. Joe again talks about that, but he, for a stocky little lad, and he is quite short as well, he doesn't half like have good movement. You know, he doesn't look like a natural athlete. He doesn't look agile, so to speak, because of his mm. build. But he definitely is. Um, yeah, he's a good prospect. Yeah, so you've, you've broke him down, Cookie. You've got the, I the have, information on um, him. And I think the important part to say here is obviously I do my re- research of whatever I can find. So drop in the comments if I get anything wrong. <laughs> I think from some of the information I found on here, if you watch the Joe Urquhart uh, video when it drops, something he said, he either he's wrong or I'm wrong, and I'm chancing it that it's probably me. Um, but yeah, so he obviously joined Leeds in the summer 2020 and bought from Struggling Wigan. Um, we obviously know the issues that they've been having, and we, none of us enjoy that after going through a similar thing ourselves with administration um but he was already playing first team football signed for us for just a what feels like a measly figure of in the region of about a million quid um due to the situation they're in um he is one of the most exciting prospects in english youth football and he signed with us for four years which is great to see Um, and you know he's a prospect because he's been with the england um international setup at a youth level um since under 15s so when he joined the club, he did an interview with us where he said um, it was the best club for him because it was a massive club, which they all say, but it is true. Um, going to the Premier League, he sees himself you know, kicking on as a player here. And like with everyone else, he talks about how the way we play suits him as a real hard-running player, which you saw in the, the performance. Described himself as a hard worker, likes to score goals, creative, and really importantly, talked about how he's not scared of taking on opponents, which you could see. Um, but he acknowledged, like many of them do, that he has a lot to learn, knows he needs the development, as always cited um, Bielsa as a great manager to develop under and the, the sort of route from youth to first team. Um, and interestingly, he talked about obviously being with Tom Pierce um, in the mm. Wigan Academy. Um, and obviously he's a former Leeds United Academy player and how he talked about the route through to the first team to him um, and why to join. So that was, thank you very much for that, Mr. Pierce. Yeah. Um, he's obviously impressed early doors, guys. Five goals, one assist in 10 appearances. Um, highlight reel longer than most showing like the silky skills positional awareness clever running uh, good finisher and creativity um, he's predominantly left footed 
Um, which is not a surprise. Leeds United, we do love a left footer, don't we, lads? <laughs> we do. I mean, For a minute. fit right in the first team. Um, yeah. He's played 774 minutes um, in the um, Premier League Premier League 2, Division 2. Um, and he's a guaranteed starter when he's fit, I think. Um, though he was out of the team recently, I did talk about it, and Joe obviously didn't go into the detail. Um, Joe said it might have been an injury, but make your own mind up, Popey. Um, specifically said it wasn't an injury and the club haven't offered any explanation which is a bit weird um, so God knows what's gone on whether it's a personal issue whether it's COVID I think it's probably COVID and they've just not talked about it like with um, Melier yeah illness um, yeah there seems to be a thing with the club about not talking about COVID I'm not sure why um, so but he's returned in the last game and impressed massively so great to see and he's, he's a scouser um, if you watch an interview with him you will see that he's very very clear <laughs> He has a very yeah. thick Scouse accent. Um, as I mentioned, relatively short, stocky, strong for his age, deceptively quick. Plays primarily centre-forward, but also second striker. He's played some time at um, sort of centre-midfield, um, attacking mid-sort, sort of, um, and he can play out wide. Um, youth career is is impressive. You know, as um, Joe mentioned, he joined um, the Wigan Academy. Now, I've got it that he started in the under-13s, but he mentioned he joined them at 10, mm. so he could have been 10 years old in under-13s. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's obviously 18 at the moment. He's, he made his debut for under... Sorry, he didn't ever play for under-15s, was capped at under-15. Made his performance for... Um, so he started for the under-16s in February 2018. Played five games, scored twice. Moved up to under-17 level um, in September at same year. Capped 13 times there and scored six goals. Um, and then aged just 16 at that point. Quickly impressed, stepped up to under-18 level um, a year later, played six times, scored three goals, and recently got called up alongside, I think it was the same squad, but please tell me if I'm wrong, alongside Charlie Creswell um, and Sam Greenwood in the England under-19 squad. I think it was the same squad yeah. they both got called up to. Um, so great to see that he's progressing through through there. Wasn't particularly prolific for Wigan, but bear in mind he made 17 um, of those appearances out of 19 over two seasons, one the season before, 18 the season before he joined. 17 from the bench, and he's only ever made two starts um, yeah. and scored one and goal. they were struggling as well. Yeah, and he was 16 yeah. years and three months old when he made his debut, guys, so I think we can give him a break. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, my view on him um, genuinely is just impressive dribbling skills, comfortable taking a man on, scores goals for fun, plays a number of positions. He's obviously a typical Bielsa-style player in that sense, and he's got a formidable partnership with Sam Greenwood up front for the under-23s, which, if you consider what that what's that, three mil for Greenwood? One mil for um, Gallant, you're talking potentially about if they both yeah. make it, which they look like they could, four million quid for a proper Premier League strike force would be nice. Three um, quarters of a Bamford. Yeah, and <laughs> it's not surprising seeing him touted as the next Wayne Rooney. I think the main thing for me is just hoping that he's a young lad who, you know, keeps his feet on the ground and isn't out there, you know, getting it on with the elderly. <laughs> and that's important. He's got the same agent as Wayne Rooney, but also his agent oh, no. has a lot of. He's got no, a lot of Man United players. The, the agent will have that number for the brothel. Maybe that's why he was out of the team. Yeah, there's a lot of Man United players on these, this agency's books, which is worrying. But we'll cross average when we come to it. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully never. Hopefully never. What do you think to him, um, Rob? Well, you've just given me a small coronary there, mate. He's having me that. I didn't realise that's a stat we didn't need to know. He's on the books of a, an agent that's got 100 Man United players. I'm having yeah. cold sweats. Um, I do, I, I like him, as we spoke about before. His partnership with Greenwood will flourish, and we're hoping that them two can, or I'm hoping that they can come up together and they make that transition together. It will only make 
the first 11 challenge for nine and 10 roles stronger going forward. Yeah. I think having them around nice to see him back. Um, I got called a nerd for this on the other cast, but I think it was <laughs> four match weeks, 12 to 16 inclusive that he was away from the under 23s. Um, We're all nerds, don't worry. We, we know he's been missing. and I thought it might be because he was training with first 11, but as we've all spoke about before, there's unknown circumstances. I just hope like we all do that, whatever was going on, he's recovered from it. If yeah. it was injury based, then if it's personal troubles that he's moved past it or to the best of his abilities, getting on with life. Okay. He yeah. seemed to be against Sunderland. Oh my God, yeah. he can cut defences in half, can't he, with his running? Yeah. Um, it, it does. Some talent. It appears like the ball sticks to his foot, um, and uh, it can shake off a man as well because of his build. So everything about him screams future talent. Very exciting. Everything mm. about him screams goal scorer, um, and I really hope for him. Um, that he does continue his good goal scoring record into the next level because obviously we have discussed that PL2 Division 2, whilst there are some good academies, there's also some kind of mediocre or lesser known academy players and um, teams like Sunderland, like we played last. Um, I think whilst it's good for demonstrating skills, it's not really a challenge. I think it'd be nice to yeah. see him put to the test against, which we've got teams coming up like Wolves and Villa. Um, uh, their, their squads probably offer a bit more of a challenge for him defensively. Let's see. Um, mm. Although we did beat um, a couple of those teams earlier on in the season, didn't we? So, yeah, no, yeah. I like him. I'm looking forward to seeing him action and I hope he gets some first-team exposure at some point, potentially yeah, when, when we know that we're safe. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. that'd be ideal. So there we go. If you've got any opinions on Joe Gohart, let us know in the comments. Um, I'm sure you will do. Um, but yeah, that is that. Now on to our match preview, boys. We're playing Middlesbrough. It's Sunday this week, is it? It is Sunday, actually, on Sunday this week. Yeah. <laughs> not like last not week like, when we confused like everyone. Wrong with the days. <laughs> I mean, I'll hand this one over to, to Rob, Rob the Nerd with the, the detail because, I mean, all I can say is similar to what Joe Urquhart said in the interview we've just done with him, which is that I can't even remember the reverse fixture. I've watched most games. And we, we know that Greenwood nil. scored, yeah. We know one Greenwood scored. But I think Middlesbrough are one of them teams like Sunderland that you mentioned, um, Rob, that with as little offence as possible, they're, they're just a bit of a... And a nothing academy would be harsh, but not an academy to be feared. Not an academy where you think, oh, they've got some big players where they're a worry. Um, for me, I will just say straightforward, I think it's going to be a big 3 or 4 nil win um, this time around. We're a much better team than last time we played. Where are they in the league? Does anyone know? They're uh, near the bottom. Just below my table. Yeah. I think they're a couple of their November. players from the 1 nil win, I've done a bit of research to look at obviously what's been going on with this. And I think a couple from when we beat them last time, a couple of their better quality players from their academy have actually gone out on loan. Um, I think it was Stephen Walker, their centre-forward. He's out a crew, if i be right. And then there was a winger that they had who seemed to be uh, um, a decent-looking player, and he's out at Bradford. Um, so I think okay. what quality they did have when we played them last time, and I might not be you know fair on the rest of the team here by saying that, but the two players that played slightly better from my memory have both been shipped out on loan to get some minutes or whatever. I don't know um, if there's any Borough fans listening, then comment. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, I can see us hopefully running out comfortable comfortable winners of this one. Bielsa Ball had... Light versus Warnock Light. That would be interesting, <laughs> won't it? Clash for the ages. We had some inside track from uh, Joe on our previous podcast saying that they could feature Ashley Fletcher and, is it Grant Holt? So yes. That's yeah. a good kind of £15 million worth of strikers there, but... That's a good challenge. That's a good test for uh, Casey and Creswell. I'd assume the centre back. 
Paddy yeah. Kenny might be in the in the squad as well. I've seen pictures of him training in a borough kit this week. <laughs> They're all lads, Tongi, Brownie. They'll all be there. They're all back. <laughs> old get, school, old lads, school. we're getting the band back together. <laughs> I mean, like like Joe said, it's going to be a great test. If those guys get a look in, um, which I think would be good for Creswell, for Casey, mm, whoever plays, um, I think that'll be really, really interesting. I think what I'm looking out for as well um, in the coming weeks... Um, is we've obviously all seen Berardi's back. Interested mm-hmm. to see the Berardi influence um, oh, in the yeah. under 23 get him in academy. That 23s. Oh, let's get Berardi influencing Cresel out of play. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. I can't wait to see that man back. What, what's so your prediction, gents? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting with you. 3 3 0. 3 1. I'll go 3 1. Yeah, I'll go 3 1. I think they'll score. I think if they are playing who Joe has seemed to allude that they are playing, I can't see them not getting one. Having said that, we've been defensively so solid lately. Um, yeah. So a lot depends on our lineup. But um, yeah, I think I think potentially 3 1. I'm going us. clean sheet if Capriel plays, and I'm going concede if Casilla plays. <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> Their last win was in November when they beat Wolves 4 1. That's a long time ago. Now. They beat Wolves? It's February. I mean, that's <laughs> mad yeah. to think that Wolves are our main competitor, really. In this league, I think when we did the preview to the Wolves game that was eventually postponed for those who are watching and watch us yeah. regularly, you'll know. I think we did discuss that Middlesbrough were actually the last club to beat them at that yeah. time. If memory yeah, November. It's February. <laughs> um, there we go. That is the, uh, the youth pod for this week. We I would like to make a shout out, actually. I don't know if the, the youth Every players up. listen or if any of them do listen or if it gets passed on to him, but we were all talking about it in the WhatsApp. Um, I, I think, obviously, it's just worth shouting out to congrats to Mr. Kenny who oh, got yes. the, uh, the community award. Obviously, I don't yeah, know definitely. too much about the award, so I'm not going to sit here and say I know everything that he's been doing, but I know it was mentioned. It was mentioned in local press as well as obviously through other social media channels on our, and our club channels. So congrats to him on, on that and keep up the good work with the, the local community as well. So Yeah, someone actually definitely. DM'd me, and I don't know if it was true, saying that, because we're going to talk about Kenny at some point, it's inevitable, but that he was um, something like a prefect at school and like a grade A student... Um, he's obviously just passed his, um, I don't know, it's a BTEC or whatever, with all distinction across the board. I mean, the lad sounds like not only capable of football, but proper smart head on his shoulders too. So, yeah, excited to to talk about him. And, yeah, from, from all of us, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Congrats yeah. on that and uh, good work with the community. It's always nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's all we'd like to see. So, there we go. We will be back next week with our match review of uh, another victory uh, and our preview of the, the game after that. Um where can I find you on Twitter, Rob? At Juicy Rob, J U C E E R O B. And Cookie, where can I find you? Still can't take my own handle seriously. At L U F C Miguel, M I G U E L. And if you're on Twitter, <laughs> I've put out a poll for who we're going to um, review next week, player profile. So please get on there and have a little vote. Niall Huggins is leading the way by a long way, but he has not won yet. No. Yeah, it's still pendo, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, they've Steve Evans uh, sombrero for the I'm final show. I'm never fucking doing that. Oh, <laughs> that's the first swear word. Edit it out. Edit it out. Oh, we made it so far. Put a bleep <laughs> on it. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening to us. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from Cookie. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week. Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Cookie Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.